Welcome all of you thrill seekers, coaster enthusiasts, and theme park aficionados to the Attractions Group Podcast Pick 6. I'm Ryan Sir. I'm Don Helbig. The Attractions Group Podcast Pick 6 is your go-to source for the latest news and stories in the ever-evolving world of the attractions industry. From breaking industry developments to behind-the-scenes insight, we've got you covered. So grab your virtual fast pass and get ready to a thrilling ride through the episode of the Attractions Group Podcast. Pick six. All right, Ryan, start the chain lift and get this episode underway. All right, uh, Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. This is story number one uh, at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, is scheduled to reopen January 30th as the new Pixar Place Hotel uh, following the overhaul. Uh, the reimagined hotel will feature themed areas around Pixar movies, including The Incredibles and Toy Story, as well as Finding Nemo inspired pool area and Splash Pad. I have not been to Disneyland yet. Can you believe that? Never been to Disneyland. Well, you definitely have to go. And uh, this hotel, I, I think when it opens in January, at the end of January, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for um you know, kids and families that, uh, you know, were, were fans of shows like The Incredibles, uh, Toy Story, you know, that's got my attention, love Toy Story. So um, I would find that of interest, Finding Nemo. So a lot of cool things there. Yeah, um, I, the, the park definitely looks cool. And I've heard that comparatively, you know, Walt Disney World has more stuff, but the comparative like apples to apples things like often Disneyland has the better stuff. So very, very cool. Exciting. All right. What's next? Story number two on the pick six. One year after announcing King's Dominion would stay open to guests all year, the Doswell Virginia Amusement Park notified guests of an important change in 2024. Now, the park that IAPA Hall of Fame member Dennis Spiegel built has transitioned back to a more seasonal schedule. Uh, they'll open now in the spring. March 23rd will be the opening date. And uh, we'll shut down after Winterfest instead of being open on a year-long basis. Now, this is a significant change from last year, especially for pass holders. In October 2022, the park announced it would stay open additional weekends in January, February, and March 2023. So, uh, you know, naturally, Ryan, you know, when you look at social media and that, a little bit of disappointment there from guests of not only King's Dominion, but also Carowinds and uh, Great America out in California, those parks also are going back to the normal schedule that they had. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to say I saw this coming, but I thought that they would like give it another go for another year. Uh, but it's I, all the accounts I've heard was it was a ghost town and no one was there. And then I know the King's dominion had like one, like Indian summer, uh, like on a Saturday and it was like packed like in February or something. But uh, from a business standpoint, I feel like it made all the sense in the world. In fact, I had heard rumors that they were thinking about doing it at Kings Island. And I, that's the last thing on earth I would want because I feel like we would be operating a six month or a 12 month park on a six month budget. And that seems like it's what happened, at least with Kings Dominion. I mean, Kings Dominion hasn't had a show in their big theater in a while, you know? So, um, the one critique that I do have, again, I think this decision was the correct thing to do. Why didn't they tell people before the season passes went on sale? I feel like there was a plurality of people that either bought or renewed their passes 
um, assuming that they were getting a 12 month season when in fact they're not, uh, I, that, I really wish that they would have timed that better. You know, Ryan, I agree there. Um, that's kind of been the sentiment that I see when I look at the social media post for Kings Dominion, Carowinds, California's Great America, is that, uh, you know, why are you announcing this now? You know, why are we learning about it, you know, this late into the fall? But, you know, like you said, there's there's reasons for it. Uh, you know, I, I, you got to give them credit for giving it a try. And, uh, you know, it was a bold move to do it and go to, uh, you know, the weekends in January, February and March and go to that year round, you know, operating calendar. So, you know, very bold move, but it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. Um, and many would argue, like, especially at places like Kings Dominion, that it's, it doesn't have the weather that's necessary to support that. But uh, in an article I read by uh, theme parks by Don.com, they pointed out that. Bush Gardens Williamsburg, which is what, 71 miles down the road, they're continuing their year-round operations. What do you think is different? They are. And I think, you know, part of that too is maybe it's the offerings that, uh, you know, the two parks had. You had a lot more rides, a lot more restaurants, a lot more things to do at Bush Gardens than you did at King's Dominion. So that maybe plays, uh, you know, a part in that is what the offerings were. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, and honestly, for people that are really into the parks, people like you and me and several others, I'd enjoy just going there and walking around in January or whatever with very little to do, but I am not in the majority. Um, again, I feel like that it would have been a leech on the budget for the core season. I think that, uh, you know, at, at any other park, what it would have done is it would have taken away from the operating budget of when it's pleasant to be there, when it's warm, when the things can be open. Um, but you know, at places like, especially Carowinds, they dipped their toe in, but they didn't dive in. And that was the problem in itself. Uh, you know, if you only have one major ride open and they rotate every month or whatever, no one's going to buy a ticket for that. No. And I think guests, when they go to a park, they're kind of, you know, they know what the park is like in the summer. They know what it's like during the Halloween season. And even during the Winterfest, uh, you know, events, they know what rides are open and how many are. And when you don't have that same number, at least of what you had at Winterfest open in January, February and March, you know, that's going to be a disappointment to those that visit at that time of the year. Yeah. I mean, so the real question, and we can debate this forever, is who were they trying to attract? Because I, I, I imagine season pass people would go, but I also imagine season pass would be the only people to go. Because why would you buy a ticket for a park when most of the major attractions are closed unless you happen to be there? in Richmond in February or something. I just, I, I, I don't understand the logic. I think that it could be doable, but I think that the park would have to be firing on all cylinders. There would have had to have been far more of a conceited effort to have events and things like that, to get it in front of people and to remind them that it's open. Uh, none of this came to fruition and it failed because of a lack of trying. Let's be honest here. All right. What's next? Okay. So, um, Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, has unveiled its lineup of events for the holiday season. A new event called Jollywood Nights will launch November 11th at Disney's Hollywood Studios, one of my favorite parks. Uh, while the new Frozen Holidays Surprise Night Show will debut November 7th at Disney's Magic Kingdom, Disney's Epcot will bring back its Festival of the Holidays event November 24th. I've never been to Disney during the holiday. Well, okay, I've been there during the early holidays, like late like iapa time late november but i've never actually gone to like the disney parks 
you know, I've been to Disney Springs, but I, I got to check that out sometime. It's a magical time. Uh, my favorite time to visit the Disney parks is in the month of December, you know, as you're getting close to Christmas, um, you know, they, they really do it well. Uh, I like the, the different uh, events that they're putting out there, you know, Jollywood Nights at uh, Hollywood Studios. Sounds good. Uh, Frozen Holiday Surprise. That show that's going to debut at Magic Kingdom should be spectacular. And, uh, you know, Epcot is bringing back a popular event, which was the Festival of the Holidays. So, um, you know, they have some staple events that uh, guests are used to, and they have some new ones that they're bringing in. Um, But they do it right. You know, they do it well. And, uh, you know, I would highly recommend checking out uh, Walt Disney World during the holidays. It's, it's the best time of year to go, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. What's next? The first piece of track for the Lehigh Valley first dive coaster. Uh, it arrived at Dorney Park. The piece of track is for Iron Menace, which is the first new coaster built at Dorney Park in 19 years. You know, you see people complaining at different parks. We haven't got a coaster for a year or two years. Dorney Park, 19 years between mm-hmm. coasters, and it's going to be a fantastic one. Uh, the first piece of track that arrived on the site was a portion of the station. It re- uh, represents the first of 68 truckloads of steel track. Now, these 68 truckloads are um, you know, being delivered from Batavia, Ohio, uh, to Dorney Park. Um, so when the track uh, was secured on the site where the coaster w- will be built, team members from the park, they draped a Philadelphia Phillies flag on the piece of track, uh, confirming that Iron Menace is, in fact, a Phillies fan. Now the team members, like the Phillies, they're going to be watching the World Series on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's brutal, <laughs> Don. But yeah, uh, hats off to Dorney Park. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic ride. We're really excited about it. First piece of track is always super exciting. I, I remember when the first piece of track arrived every time. Uh, yeah, I, Island, you know. I think, Ryan, that this is this has got a chance to be the, you know, the, the top dive coaster out there. Just with the theming elements of it, uh, the location, I think, is, is going to the setting is going to be really good there. Uh, you know, really excited uh, to see this ride uh, built and to give uh, the the guests that have been visiting Dorney Park for years in that Lehigh Valley area, you know, giving them their first coaster in 19 years, um, you know, they deserve it and uh, they're going to get a good one. Yep. Uh, so very happy for them. All right. Uh, yeah. So number, what is this? Five. Uh, so two flat rides at uh, Six Flags Great America will be closing for good after this weekend. Uh, the two departing rides in Gurney, Illinois Park are the Mardi Gras Hangover, that's a heck of a ride, which is a Larson Loop attraction. Um, a Larson Loops are young rides to be getting rid of. That's weird. They are. Um, which it, it debuted in 2018, so that's, what, five years old at the as of this recording. Uh, and Revolution, a Who's Frisbee, they opened 2004 in County Fair. Uh, and that's going to be relocated to Six Flags Great Adventure. I was going to say, like the Who's Frisbee that I like to ride, I really enjoy. So I'd hate to see that because it's just about the same age, but it's not getting removed. It's getting relocated. Uh, guess that it. No, that was actually relocated from Six Flags. Oh, it was. Adventure. Oh. Yeah. So it, it had been around oh, before. So it's so it is getting scrapped then. Yes. Oh, wow. It appears to be. It appears to be the case. Okay. We yeah. We, uh, we don't know for sure, but as the story reads now. So uh, guess that have retained their Six Flags membership anywhere between the Gold and Plus and Diamond Elite VIP level will have one last chance to ride both attractions this Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon. 
the two rides will open uh, to all guests after 12 p.m. Neither attraction's closure comes as much of a surprise. Uh, Mardi Gras hangover has rarely operated uh, this season, and Revolution will soon uh, become su- su- superfluous. I wasn't ready for that word, superfluous. Uh, with the upcoming edition of a taller, similar pendulum ride, Sky Striker, for the 2024 season. Six Flags Great Event uh, America uh, had also hinted the closures during the Fright Fest event amid tombstones listing defunct attractions from the park's history with an unmarked grave listing the years of 2004 and 2018. That would pretty much give it away. Well, it would, and like I said, it wasn't much of a secret. I do like the fact that they're giving... Uh, the Gold Plus and Diamond Elite VIP level pass holders, you know, one last chance to ride first before uh, everyone else in the park can. I think that's a nice little perk. Uh, but, you know, they got some cool things, uh, you know, going on there. They've added some some nice rides in recent years and what they're doing next year. So, uh, you know, just one of those things that, um, you know, maybe guests vote with their feet. And, uh, you know, it's time to move on from these attractions. Yeah, I mean, the, the Hoos Frisbee, I imagine, probably had, I mean, some of the older hoose rides from that period had a lot of maintenance issues and stuff, but uh, the Larson loop is one, it's kind of a one and done for a lot of people. Larson makes some great stuff, but that loop is kind of, it's a fair ride. Um, and I mean, that is in fair as in decent and fair as in like carnival. Uh, but it's, it takes a long time to load and unload. Um, I think if people see any line whatsoever, they're just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, that, that probably had a lot to do with it, but out with the old in with the new. They're getting a new pendulum ride, which I'm sure will be fantastic. And the sixth and final of the pick six, nothing compares to the wonder of Dollywood during the holiday season. Uh, the annual Light the Way 5K is the perfect way to get into the Christmas spirit. It's returning for its 11th installment this year. Uh, this is a certified race, and it takes participants through the grounds of Dollywood on an extraordinary course illuminated by 6 million Christmas lights. The race will begin at 11 uh, p.m. on Friday, November 10th. Racers will be able to take in the festive scenery of the award-winning Smoky Mountain Christmas Festival while running towards the finish line. Proceeds from this event keep Severe Beautiful and Share It Forward program at Dollywood. Uh, I'm I'm guessing Keep Severe Beautiful is like Severeville, some sort of... Yeah, Severeville, yes. That's uh, so it starts at 11 p.m. That's kind of cool. I'm guessing it's after the that's park closes. It, yeah, yeah, that's neat. Uh, yeah, that's I love Dollywood. Dollywood during Christmas is just great. They did uh, in their what's the theater that's the big one? Uh, is it the celebrity theater that's the really big one that's that they don't use very often? They had this yeah, like religious big... Christmas show that was just awesome. It was like 45, 50 minutes long, too really powerful and stuff. Uh, really enjoyed that. I, I couldn't recommend Dollywood more during the Christmas season. You got to ride their train during Christmas or else you're not really in the Christmas spirit, you know? No, great train ride. Um, you know, again, another, you know, Dollywood, they just do it, do it well, mm-hmm. you know, during all their different seasonal events. And, um, you know, the Christmas event is, is no different there, but Ryan, that's a wrap on the latest industry news for this episode of the attractions group pick six. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, we can be found on all your favorite podcast apps as well as visually on YouTube uh, and follow us on Twitter at attractions underscore GRP. Uh, If you want to find all this information, real simple, attractionsgrouppodcast.com. We'll see you next week, everybody.